In today's episode, we're going to talk about five tips buyers would give sellers if they were able to. With over 50 years of real estate experience, the team at Powell Fine Homes have dedicated our careers to taking care of our clients, ensuring that they get the best possible results and service when they engage us to represent them. From first-time home buyers to multi-million dollar home sellers, from regular sales to short sales and foreclosures, we've seen it all and educated our clients along the way. As broker owners, we have serious visibility into the Los Angeles and Ventura County real estate markets and are about to share some of what we're seeing with you right now. Get ready for the Powell Fine Homes Real Estate Show. Okay, welcome to another episode of the Powell Fine Homes Real Estate Show. I am Richard Powell. I am your host, also a licensed California real estate broker, part of the Powell Fine Homes Group at Keller Williams Westlake Village, also known as Keller Williams Realty World Class. So let's talk about five tips that buyers would give sellers if they had the opportunity. And this comes from, you know, a long time, you know, my, I'm a third generation real estate guy. So, you know, I, I've seen a lot of situations with buyers going up to homes and, you know, some of the comments, I, I wish I had written them down over the years because it's been hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands at this point. And, you know, these are probably the top five things that if, if buyers just could write a book and say, hey, sellers, read this. These are the five things they'd talk about. So number one. The curb appeal of your home is critical, and, and I cannot understate this at all. Seriously, as we're coming up in a car, the comments people make about houses are just, sometimes they're amazing, sometimes they're great, sometimes they're in horribly poor class, but, but as we come up, we pull the, you know, we stop the car, we get out of the car, and we're looking at the house before we've even come up the sidewalk, it matters. So, you know, they're forming an opinion of your house as they're pulling up in the car, as they're walking up to the door, as they walk through the door. So you have either made a favorable impression or you have lost the battle before they get through the front door. This People miss this all the time, but it's so important. You know, When we bring buyers up, we park across the street so we actually get the widest context of the house we can, and then we walk up and we go take a look at everything. So they're forming that opinion. So the things we would tell you is that colors matter. You know, green grass, unless it's a drought-tolerant yard, that's a different conversation altogether. But, you know, if you have grass and it's dead, it looks really bad, people notice that, then, you know, it's a turnoff. If you have a ton of stuff in your flower beds, you know, there's all, you know they haven't been cleaned out, there's weeds growing everywhere, they notice that. If there's peeling paint on the fascia or on the walls as we're walking up, they notice that. If there's dry rot in the trim around the front door, they notice that. If the realtor can't get the door open because the lock's all stuck, or if the hinges hinges squeal like, you know, they're opening the crypt from, t the, you know, was it Tales of the Crypt, whatever that old TV show was, you know, where you open something, you're just going, as the door opens. All those things are bad. So your curb appeal as they're walking up, it really, really matters. So please make sure when you're selling your home that the front yard looks as good as possible because as they're walking up, they're starting to form their opinion of the house. So number two, buyers really, truly notice deferred maintenance. I touched on some of that, but, you know, it, it, there's so many times we get up to a house, we open the lockbox, we get the key in the door, and it's a 20-second battle to get the door open. Either the door lock, it, you know, it's just, it, it doesn't throw the latch all the way and you got to jiggle it some to get it in, or, you know, you can't get the key out of the lock once you've opened the door, you know, or the hinges make the noise, whatever it is. Uh, you know, make sure that there's not a lot of deferred maintenance. They see the dry rot. They see the peeling paint. 
You know, some homes have cracked windows. If it doesn't have a cracked window, with these older dual pane windows, the seals fail over time. There's no, especially on the house in, in Southern California anyway, the homes that face south get a, just a ton of sunlight, and those seals seem, seem to fail first. And as they fail, they start getting moisture inside of them between the temperature differential. You know, it goes cool and gets hot, gets cool, gets hot. We have a storm come through, gets humid, and they start getting condensation on the inside of the window. And then over time, that starts leaving marks as well, so the window looks permanently fogged up. Buyers notice that. You know, peeling paint. Uh, let me see, what are some of the other things we see a lot of? Uh, you know, really dirty grout or missing grout, in, whether it be on the kitchen counter, on the floor, the cracked tiles, things like that. So they notice deferred maintenance. It impacts what they're willing to pay for the home. So just take care of as much deferred maintenance as you can because if the buyer can see it, and they see there's a lot of deferred maintenance in the house, they start wondering about the things they can't see, and they start worrying about the things they can't see. Is there something wrong with the electrical that they just jury-rigged? Is there something wrong with the plumbing? Does the roof leak in a big rainstorm? Uh, you know, what else is going to fail as soon as I move in? I'm really concerned about this. So just don't give them food for their nightmares. You know, if, if you have the budget to fix it, please do it. You'll, you'll be much happier when you actually sell. So the other thing I want to talk about, point number three, buyers appreciate staged homes. Certainly doesn't mean that you have to go out and hire a staging company, but you should follow the generally accepted rules of staging, meaning the house is decluttered, you don't have a ton of family photos up there, you, uh, you've gotten as much furniture out of the house as you can to make it look as big as possible, the windows are clean, there's plenty of light. Those are the things we talk about uh, when staging it. You know, Don't leave your doll collection out. Don't leave your guitar collection out. If you collect plates and they cover a whole wall of your dining room, take them down, fill the holes, repaint the wall. People are not buying your collections. They're not buying your hobbies. They're not buying your family. They're buying the house. We want the house to show as good as possible. And you just, you know, over the years we've seen so many houses where, you know, there's just, we walked into one house that had I, I promise you there was 400 dolls if there was one. It, they were just everywhere. It was one of the creepiest things I'd ever seen. I mean, every bedroom had these shelves, and there were dolls. Even in the living room they had. It was, it was insane. You know, we've seen giant plate collections. We've seen guitar collections. We've seen NASCAR memorabilia collections. Uh, we've seen huge aviation memorabilia collections. And, and those are all very cool things. Look, we all have hobbies. We all collect things, and that's great. And it's not any kind of slam on your hobby or your collection or anything like that. It's just they're not buying it. So hide it. Put it away. Pack it up. You're moving anyway, so why not box it ahead of time so it just does not become a distraction because so many times buyers will walk through, and if you got these pictures, these wonderful vacations, they stop and they start looking at them, and now they're distracted from the house. Or if you have 400 dolls, we spent the entire time talking about the 400 dolls instead of talking about the bones of the house and whether or not it would work for our clients because we were, it was so distracting. The clients didn't even care about the house anymore. They didn't like the house because there were so many dolls around. There was a bunch of clown dolls, and one of the buyers actually had some kind of phobia with clowns, which the, the, longer, the older I get, the more I realize there's a lot of people with that particular phobia. We've met quite a few over the years. But anyway, I digress. Sorry about that. So stage your home, declutter it, get the personal things out of the way, you know, make the house look as big and as bright as possible. Point number four, and this one is a touchy one, but it's really important. Buyers can smell your pets. 
they really can unless you got fish then maybe not but uh, but even then you know if you don't take care of the aquarium the water's you know not right you can smell that but we all love our pets there is no question about that you know Kirsten and I love our pets everybody we know loves their pets however when a buyer walks into a house if there's a heavy pet smell it's a huge turnoff if they smell cat urine or dog urine or you know any other type of pet smell I, I I'm to the point now where I can recognize gerbil, the, 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 uh, uh, what they use for the bedding is some kind of shredded wood or something, but you know, you can smell that when you walk in, plus there's a urine smell. It's just, it's really important that you have your carpets cleaned before you go on market. And you, you, if you have a cat, you change the litter box every day or every couple of days, just make sure that that's under control. If the dogs don't get washed a lot and you can smell the dogs get them washed, you know, these are all little things and they're a pain, but you have to realize we live our lives one way, but when we go to show and sell the house, everything changes because now it becomes more streamlined. It becomes more, uh, more like a retailer because you're selling a product at this point. So, you know, you want to pick up all the dog poop in the backyard every day because you don't know if you're going to have a showing every day, but you want to be prepared as if you did because when the buyers walk out there, and they're spending all their time looking at the grass to make sure they don't step on a landmine versus looking at how nice the house looks or what the kind of views you have out of the backyard or something like that, you're already losing the battle. So no matter what kind of pet you have, if you have pets in the house, just make sure that all the odors are under control. Febreze is really good for that too because it's not overpowering. You, what you don't want to do is the flip side where you, you're trying to mask a smell. We had a house one time we went to and the people had cooked a certain ethnic food and, and you could still smell that food but every room had a different air freshener plugged into the wall and when you walked in by the time you got to the third or fourth bedrooms you're starting to get a headache because a they were all very very strong and b they were all different so they were all competing so it, it, it was one of the most Violence the wrong word, but it was the strong one of the strongest assaults I've ever had on my nose in any house anywhere. It was just you know we just talked to the agent who had the house listed and said, hey, you know you need to have a talk with your sellers about you know maybe one of those, possibly even two, but but to have seven of them, it's out of control. It just it, it was uh, it was out it literally was out of control. The the smell became so bad that was the topic of conversation versus how nice the house was. Other thing about pets is that if they if you have dogs who bark or jump or do any of that stuff, that you really need to get them preferably off the property while the buyers are there simply because if the buyers like animals, they're going to be concerned that, oh, the dog's he's making noise in the garage. He's not happy. We should, we should uh, you know, hurry up so, we don't, so he doesn't have to stand there too long. Or if the dog is in the backyard and we want to see the backyard, you know, they bark at the people. And, and what it, the ultimate result or the end result is that the buyers want to leave earlier than they should, and it's just another distraction. So, you know, most of us are dog people. I love dogs. But we had a couple showings this last weekend where we were taking buyers out to look at homes, and there were two dogs. One of them was just sitting there shaking, and uh, our buyers had one of their children with them. They walked over to it, and since the dog wasn't barking, he didn't know to watch out for it. And and we, Kirsten and I both called out to him right before we got to the dog and said, you probably shouldn't do that because the dog's sitting there shaking. He's scared he may bite you. And he reached out towards the dog and sure enough, the dog snapped at him, didn't bite him, but it snapped at him and scared him, but the dog was scared. So the, that dog should have been either A, off property or B, 
in uh, in a cage, and the other dog they had was barking incessantly the whole time until they brought him inside, and the, and the poor seller had to sit there, literally holding onto the collar in the dining room, keep the dog with them, and then when we moved into a different room, he'd you know, move the dog around. So if you have the dogs, it's best to get them off property if you can, but we also know that's not always possible. You just want to make sure that they're not a distraction or a inconvenience to the buyers to where they leave the property too soon. So, all right, so that's the first four points. Now, number five, this one didn't ever used to be a problem, but over the last few years, it's really become commonplace, and that is don't spy on the buyers. And with the advent of the Ring doorbell, with uh, Arlo cameras, with Alexa, with computers that people leave on, they turn the screen off, but you can see the little blue light on the camera, with the Nest cams. I mean, there's, there's all kind of surveillance people have these days in homes. And, you know, any experienced agent recognizes when you walk in. And quite honestly, by law now, and this started in 2018, by law, if, you're, if your home is listed on the market, and you have audio and visual and or video recording devices in place, you have to have a posted notice because California is, uh, you know, a dual consent state in that if you're going to record a conversation or videotape a conversation, both parties have to be aware of it and they both have to consent to it. And if you have your cameras up and recording, and we all know how good those microphones are in there. It's funny. We've got our low cameras at my house, and, and we put those up not too long ago just uh, to see how, how good they were because we had a lot of clients who had them, and they've been saying good things about them. And, uh, you know, they're, they're amazing. They pick up little movements like raccoons and squirrels, but the microphones are so good that they're picking up audible conversation that we can actually hear what people are saying all the way out to the sidewalk. And, and that, I never dreamed they would be like that. And people, we see those in the houses all the time. As a matter of fact, we were showing a home a week ago, a week and a half ago. And with the buyers, we saw some Arlo cameras inside the house. And I told them, say, hey, you know what? They're recording. You can monitor it through an app. So uh, just heads up as we go in here. Just realize we don't want to talk about anything that, you know, from a negotiation standpoint, we don't want to talk about how much you love the house or anything else like that because they're going to record it and they're going to be able to talk about it. And we went into one of the bedrooms, and sure enough, there was an Arlo camera there. And it was a pretty cool room. It had a very high vaulted ceiling, and we started talking about the fact that it was such a high ceiling, there wasn't room for a lot of insulation, so in the summertime, it might get warm in that particular room. And we're walking outside, and the agent was actually outside on the front sidewalk, so not, there was no way he could have heard that conversation without some type of electronic device. And as we're heading out, he goes, oh, by the way, there's new insulation in the house as well. And... You know, and I just looked at him, I said, and we got back to the car, and I said, okay, there's a perfect example of what I was talking about. He heard that we were talking about that, and then he, he, he pointed that out to try to overcome that objection as we were leaving. So, you know, don't spy on the people unless you actually post a notice saying that. You know, because the, the lights will give you away on the cameras, on most of them. Some of them don't have lights on them, but we did a, last year we were in escrow on a property over in Simi Valley, and during the home inspection, the, these people had four or five lights. They'd actually moved out of, out of state and were selling the house after they'd already moved. And I understand why they would want cameras in there in case somebody come through, uh, you know, because the house was vacant and had been for some time. But as we were doing the home inspection, we started seeing the little blue lights going on all the different cameras as we were walking through. So we actually had to call the listing agent and say, can you please ask your clients to quit watching us on the cameras? Because it's obvious that they're doing that and 
we're doing our home inspection right now and would like the privacy of being able to do this as we normally would expect. So he called them up, and of course they were mortified because they didn't realize we would catch them doing it. And uh, then they shut everything down, and it wasn't a problem after that. But, uh, you know, there's a couple of reasons you shouldn't do it. Number one, uh, you have legal jeopardy if you don't disclose it. Number two, buyers consider it dishonest, and it actually colors their desire to enter into contract with somebody they don't trust. They feel that, that if you have the cameras and the microphones going, trying to record their comments as they're walking through the house, that that you know that's just a little bit underhanded and they don't want to deal with somebody who they feel they may not be able to trust uh, so take those two things into mind as you if you have cameras inside the house a lot of people have cameras outside the house the same disclosure needs to be made uh, ring doorbell is almost everywhere now I mean Kirsten I see them you know when we're, we're seeing houses whether we're showing them or calling on them for something else they're just ubiquitous at this point they're everywhere but um, I don't know if you need to call that one out, but if you do have recording and audio devices inside the house or if you have a, a huge camera system outside the house that also records audio, you, you definitely just out of good faith should disclose that with a posted notice. So those are the five things that buyers would tell sellers that they could. You know, To recap, the curb appeal of your home is critical. Buyers notice deferred maintenance. Buyers appreciate staged homes. Buyers can smell your pets and don't spy on them. So there you have it. Any other topics you want to hear about, please let us know. You're going to get our email and, and the phone numbers at the end. You send us a text. You can always get us through Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and uh, LinkedIn, Twitter, and a bunch of others that, that Kirsten handles that I'm not aware of. So thank you for listening. If you haven't subscribed already, please do so. We'd love to have you do that. And we will talk to you next time. Take care. listening to today's episode. If you like what you heard or you want more info, please give us a call at 805-404-1167. Again, that's 805-404-1167 or send an email to sold at powellfinehomes.com. If you're ready to move on with your life in Los Angeles or Ventura counties, call us even quicker. The team at Powell Fine Homes are your real estate experts and who you hire matters. You can find us on the web, on Facebook, and on Instagram every day, and you'll love the results that our proven systems and model deliver for you. Call, email, or DM us today, and we'll see you next time. Thanks again for listening.